Talk with your host, James Gibbons. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Real Addiction Talk with your host, James Gibbons. If you haven't done so already, please check out our website at www.realaddictiontalk.com and make sure you check out our Facebook page, follow and like us at Real Addiction Talk. You can also follow us on Twitter at addiction underscore talk. Uh, and among other uh, social platforms as well that you can find on our website. Uh, today's episode is, is relatively shorter than previous episodes, but it, it's a very important aspect in recovery. And, and today what we're going to be talking about are the stages of change. And most of this information is from the book called Changing for Good, a revolutionary six-stage program for overcoming bad habits and Moving Your Life Positively Forward by James Porchaska, John Norcross, and Carlo DiClemente. And in hindsight, Porchaska and DiClemente are known as the forefathers of the stages of change, and they created this, um, this idea back in the 1980s, and it's still, relative, it's still relevant today in, in most addiction treatment centers in America. But it's a very fascinating book. Uh, if you ever do decide to uh, take a look at it, it was published in uh, 2010. Uh, and I'll have more information on my website if you would like to check that out and and uh, figure out ways and how you can purchase it at a low cost. But let's get right into it. Stages of change. So there's five stages that we're going to go through. Uh, and... It's important to understand these t- stages of change because we need to understand where we are exactly in recovery. Uh, but the first stage is called pre-contemplation. And the basic uh, note on those in the pre-contemplation stage of change is that they believe that there is not a problem and that there needs to be no change in their life. Uh so people in the pre-contemplation stage of change, they are not thinking about changing and are not interested in any kind of help. Uh, people in the stage tend to defend their current bad habits. They do not feel that it's a problem. They may be defensive, um, especially to those who uh, they're, they're communicating with people who believe that they need to change. Uh, they do not focus their attention on quitting and tend not to discuss their bad habits with others. Uh, they're in a very serious denial at this stage. Um, but what I typically f- see in those who are in the pre-contemplation stage of change when, when they're coming to group treatments and they're my clients is that they're, you know, they're, they're angry, they're frustrated that they're in treatment 
Uh, they are externally motivated to be in treatments, whether it be from the Department of Corrections, Department of Human Services, some type of court, uh, OWI. Uh, they have a lot of blame. They don't take any responsibility for their actions. Uh, they, they can become quite argumentative in group, so questioning everything that I say. Um, but they're just not quite understanding the events that led up to why they're in treatment. So there is a lot of denial at this stage. Uh, the second stage, stage two, is called the contemplation stage of change. And in the contemplation stage of change, people are more aware of the personal consequences of their bad habit, and they spend time thinking about their problem. And so, although they are able to consider the possibility of changing, they tend to be um, more open about it. So they're, they're typically on the fence on whether or not to change. They, they understand their use may be a problem, but at the same time, they're not really ready to make those necessary changes in their lives. So it's kind of like they're on this this, this uh, teeter-totter. They're weighing the pros and the cons of quitting or modifying their, their behavior. And even though they think that their negative behaviors or bad habits um, have led them to this, this time in their life where they need to get treatment, um, they do begin to have some sort of behavior change happening. And uh, they may doubt that the long-term benefits associated with quitting will outweigh the short-term costs. So it might take a couple of weeks or even a, a lifetime to get through the contemplation stage. And in fact, some people think and think about giving up their bad behaviors, their bad habits, and they may end up dying, not, you know, never having gotten beyond this stage. But on the flip side of this, people are more open to receiving information about their bad habits and more likely to actually use educational interventions and reflect on their own feelings and thoughts concerning their bad behavior. And again, this is this is all mostly from that book that I, that I told you about in the beginning by uh, De Clemente and uh, um, Porchaska. So what I typically see people when they come into treatment and they contemplate the stage of change, again, they're teeter-tottering between the fact on whether or not they have a, an issue with their use. Um, they still have a lot of blame. They still have a lot of anger. You know, they're still externally motivated to be in treatment. But they're becoming more open to suggestions. They're, they're being engaged in attentive group sessions. Um, there is some thought of, of change happening in their lives. You know, maybe they start actually try to get sober and stay sober. Um, but again, this, this could, you know, this could flip-flop between week one and week two, week three and week four. Uh, you know, the first week they may come in thinking their use is not a problem. The second week they begin to understand that it is a problem. And the third week they may go back to their old thinking, you know, that their use is not an issue. But after the contemplation stage... Uh, we hit stage three, which is called the preparation stage. And in this stage, people have made a commitment to make a change. So their motivation for changing is reflected by statements such as, I've got to do something about this. This is getting pretty serious in my life. 
something has to change, what can I do? And this is where people start uh, finding new ways on how to get sober. You know, they're, they're taking small steps towards their recovery. You know, they're trying to gather as much information as possible about the disease concept of addiction. They're trying to identify what their internal external external triggers are. They're developing new coping skills. Uh, they may be uh, exploring sober support in their communities. But they're preparing to change at this point. Um, what I mostly see in clients who are in this stage is that they're becoming the leaders of the group. You know, they're, they're, they're becoming more open to the idea of going to an AA meeting or NA meeting, getting a sponsor, working the steps, understanding that their disease uh, is real. And it's, it's a chronic, progressive, incurable disease. So they're, they're becoming a lot more attentive and engaged in group sessions. They, uh, they want the information provided to them, the education about the disease concept of addiction. Um, they begin to explore new ways and how to create new lifestyles in their life. So maybe they're, they're getting back on track with budgeting finding a job, uh, communication skills they're trying to improve on, being more open, being more honest, being more willing. Uh, and after the preparation stage, we enter what's called the fourth stage, which is the action stage of change. And in this stage is where people believe they have the ability to change their behavior and are actively involved in taking the necessary steps to change that bad behavior by using a variety of different techniques. And the amount of time that people spend in the action stage varies from person to person. But um, based on statistics, it's usually about six months. But it can also be you know, as short as an hour. Uh, this is a stage when people most depend on their own willpower. They are making efforts to quit or change the behavior in a greater at greater uh, risk for relapse. So mentally, they review their commitment to themselves and develop plans to deal with both personal and external pressures that may lead to slips. They may use short-term rewards to sustain their motivation and begin to analyze their behavior change efforts in a way that enhances their self-confidence. But what I mostly see from clients who are in the action stage of change is that they're, you know, they're now attending self-help groups. So they're going to meetings. You know, they're probably looking for a sponsor. They may have a sponsor at this point. They're working the steps. Maybe they're volunteering, getting involved in some type of church activity. Uh, they've accepted the fact that they are powerless over their addiction and that their lives have become unmanageable. They understand that this is a lifelong disease and that there is no shortcut and, and managing it. And it, it's a day-by-day -day thing, one day at a time, and the goal is to get to bed sober. They utilize their sober support. Uh, and again, they're honest, open, and willing. Uh, and, and they become somewhat excited about their recovery because now they've created new lifestyle changes in their life. They're exploring new hobbies. 
you know. Um, but after the action stage, we enter what's called the the fifth stage, which is the maintenance stage. And this involves being able to su successfully avoid any temptations to return to the bad habit. And people in this stage tend to remind themselves of how much progress they have made. And typically, uh, you, you need at least a year of sobriety to be in the maintenance stage. But one of the most important things about this stage is that, A, they're acquiring new skills to deal with life and, and to avoid relapse. B, they are able to anticipate the situation in which a relapse could occur and prepare coping strategies in advance. And C, they now have new sober leisure activities that they're involved with. But they also, re they also remain aware that what they are striving for is personally worthwhile and meaningful. They are patient with themselves and recognize that it often takes a while to let go of old behavior patterns and practice new ones until they are second nature to them. So even though they may have thoughts of returning to their old bad habits, they resist the temptation and stay on track. And as you pro progress through your own stages of change, it can be helpful to reevaluate your progress in moving up and down through these stages. And we have to keep in mind that it's normal and natural to regress at times. So to attain one stage, only to fall back to a previous stage. And this is just a normal part of making changes in the behavior. So again, so again <clears throat> just a quick relapse. I'm sorry, just a quick uh, review of what we talked about. We have the pre-contemplation stage of change. And these are typically the people who uh, are not currently considering change. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, the second stage, contemplation stage of change, uh, they're on the fence of whether or not they want to make serious changes in their lives. And, the, and they're not considering change within the next month. But they're becoming more open to making positive changes in their lives. Stage three, the preparation stage. Some experience with change and are trying to change. They're testing the waters. And they're planning to act within a month. And then you got the fourth stage, the action stage. So they're practicing new behaviors for about three to six months. And then the maintenance stage, continued commitment to sustaining new behavior. And this could be anywhere between a year and five and five years. But we actually have to understand, though, too, that relapse is actually part of this process. And this is actually considered the sixth step or the sixth stage in this uh, stages of change. Where we uh, go back to our old behaviors. But there's a huge difference here because someone could have a relapse or even a lapse and go right back into the action stage of change. You know, they don't necessarily go back into pre-contemplation because they know their use is, is an issue in their lives. And, and, they, and they do want to make that, those positive changes. It's just they had a lapse, they had a relapse. And now they want to get back on check. So they can go right back to the action stage or the preparation stage of change. But if we have a relapse that lasts five year, five or plus years, you know, it could be a possibility that we go back into the pre-contemplation stage of change, thinking that our use is not an issue and being externally motivated uh, to get clean and sober.
So I'm just going to read some some small uh, clippets from the book. And basically what some important points from the book are, are, are the following. So the stage of change in health psychology explains or predicts a person's success or failure in achieving a proposed behavior change, such as developing different habits. It attempts to answer why the change stuck or alternatively why the change was not made. The stages of change currently, which is the most popular stage model in health psychology, uh, has proven successful with a ver- wide variety of simple and complex health behaviors, including smoking, or, or cutting down on smoking, weight control, sunscreen use, reduction of fat, exercise, quitting cocaine or other stimulants, and, and other preventive, or, uh, prevention measures. And based on more than 15 years of research, the stages of change have found that individuals move through a series of five stages, which we just discussed, in the adoption of healthy behaviors or cessation of unhealthy ones. Uh, the stages of change also provides a variety of different problem behaviors and has also shown that there are certain predictors of progression through the stages of change, including decisional balance, uh, self-efficacy, and the processes of change. So, so there you go. Those, those are the stages of change and, and recovery. Um, so what, what I'd like to ask you is, if, if you're currently dealing with an active addiction, or maybe you're early in recovery, what stage of change do you think you're in and why? And what's it, what is it going to take for you to get on to the next stage of your recovery? And you can go ahead and answer that question on our Facebook page or on our website at www.realaddictiontalk.com. I'd be actually quite interested in what some of the responses would be uh, with some of you who are listening to this podcast right now. So there you go. Those are, that was, like I said, this was a, a pretty short podcast episode compared to the previous episodes but again it's a very important thing to understand when you're in recovery because we need to progress how we're doing you know are are we on the right track are we having setbacks and what do we need to do to get to the next stage well i do want to thank you for joining me in today's episode uh and again, don't forget to check out our website at www.realaddictiontalk.com. Go ahead and follow our Facebook page at Real Addiction Talk. And you can also check out our channel on YouTube at Real Addiction Talk. Thank you again for joining us today. And I'm looking forward to having you again here very, very soon in the future. Again, my name is James Gibbons, and have a sober day. And this is how it ends. Hey everybody, it's James Gibbons, your host from Real Addiction Talk. Don't forget to join our website at www.realaddictiontalk.com 